Welcome to the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Spurs. And now, let's join our hosts. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new episode of the Spurs News Podcast. I'm delighted to say this week it's not just me. I know everyone's going to let out a collective sigh of relief. I am joined once again by my partner in crime, Matt. Yeah, Matt, I didn't want you to be lonely, you know, like last week, so I thought I'd come and join yeah. you this week, mate. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, there are three versions of last week's. There's one um, which I swore too much on, <laughs> um, which I listened back and went, no, 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 no. There's one which put out, which is kind of just sort of me talking in sort of kind of plain. And then there was one where I really started talking to myself. And I listened to that back and went, yeah, I sound actually insane. <laughs> Nothing to do with the lockdown or anything. No, know, no, no. I, I just think that's me naturally. I'm quite bonkers. Yeah. It's uh, funny, though, isn't it, with, with podcasting? Because I, 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 obviously I listen to quite a few as well. Yeah. And I always think it does work better when you've got a couple of people on it sort of play off each other. It only even works, I think, for me as a single one, if someone's kind of, I don't know, they've got a specialist subject that they're probably, they they want to give you details. But if you just kind of want to listen listen to what's going on and opinions and stuff, then definitely, I think you need more than one, don't you? Yeah, for me, it's like listening to a conversation. I mean, me and you have talked about it a few times, about, you know, we... Me and you were sat talking, and it's very hard sometimes to imagine that basically we're in it. We're in this pub. You know, when we started, we had a, a couple, a hundred, two hundred listeners. We're like, you know, that's that's a pub full. You know, yeah. just basically a pub full of people listening to us talk. That's kind of crazy. Uh, we we go anywhere between six hundred and eight hundred. You know, when the seasons are going anyway, it's eight hundred right now, <laughs> not so much. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and that's kind of mad. You know, this is a small village hall level now of people sat listening to me and you have a conversation about Tottenham and random nonsense, which is kind of mad. You uh, think, mate? Yeah, you think just talking by yourself? The the idea that you sit at the front of the room going, "Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> I'm here to talk about Tottenham today." <laughs> that that was a weird thing. Oh, mate, you do you do it well, though. You know, you do oh, you thanks. do you do it well. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the one the recording that has been kept, by the way, because at some point I thought maybe at a Christmas special or something it'd be funny. Um, there is basically me and I, I. I mean, I've said this to you before. Like one of my, I love Robin Williams. Uh, I thought the guy was just a magician, and the film Good Morning Vietnam, where he plays Adrian Cronauer, and basically he does constantly talks to himself, but he does other voices. Yeah. So I thought it'd be funny to do a Spurs news podcast by myself, where basically I'm like, you know, there, there's a phone in and stuff, and it's just me being a prat. So there's a 20 minute recording. <laughs> and it is just me doing stuff like that, so um, that's Mate, worrying. That's got to go out at some point, Sam. Seriously, as <laughs> well, Christmas well, special or something. <laughs> yeah, people listening, if you do want to hear that, get in touch. Uh, let us know, and I'll think about it. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. Like I did it, and I was laughing. I was like, "Oh, that's really funny." And then I listened back and thought, "It's either funny or people are genuinely going to email in, like, are you okay?'" Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like yeah. people are going to email you and just be like, "Yeah, seriously, dude, don't take a week off again." I think you snapped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what though? We all, we, we are always our 
our harshest critics, aren't we? There's nothing yeah. more. There's nothing more cringy. I mean, I, I've actually like I, I do listen to our podcasts occasionally, but yeah. even now, like I, I kind of cringe hearing my own voice. It's just mm. I can't help it. You know, you just you're always. I, I, and I know it's not just me. A lot of people I speak yeah. to are the same. You know, you, you just yeah. kind of. You, you you can hear like if you make mistakes or if you've said something that's wrong, you're like, oh my god, why did I say that? You know, and you, and you, you do become your worst critic. The, the thing the thing I find funniest is obviously we record this um it's sort of an hour hour and a half, and then typically I try and do it as soon as I can. I then edit it, so I'll go back through like clipping the music and just sort of take out any obvious things where we've you know ballsed up or we've had to stop or anything like that. Um, but because I do that, basically, I, you know, I talk it through and then I listen to it through because I have to listen to it all the way through to edit it. The amount of times, like, I've literally just recorded it and I listen back and go, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> oh, it's damn. So I, true, you know, and, and I'm also like, I should not have said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the amount of times I finish, I'm like, yeah, that's getting edited. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, no, I really, I really should never have said that. I mean, I typically tend to leave it in because I think, ah, well. Yeah, <laughs> you know. You know. Wait for the just, emails. <laughs> yeah, let's see how many people are actually listening. Oh, a lot. A lot of people yeah, listen. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, it, it's funny, actually. This is a perfect segue into what I want to open up with. So um, I, I think I've told you this. I'm pretty sure I did because, I, and I think I've even mentioned it on the podcast, but um, a long time ago now, sort of like 10 episodes back, we, our podcast was actually taken down by our podcast hosts. And the reason why it was taken down is because they had a complaint from a listener of me being racist. Did you know that? Did was I it the Deli Alley thing? No, yeah. no. no Sir, oh, right, Sir okay. Oh, right, okay. So basically, I was very critical of Sir Jorier. Uh, we were talking about a game in particular. That's how long ago it was. Remember football? Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just about. Yeah, so uh, basically, I was really critical of his performance. Uh, someone said that I'm always critical of him, and it's and it's racist. Uh, it was reviewed, and obviously they listened to it and went, "Nope, you just said you didn't rate him as a right back." <laughs> so, mm. um, you know, th- this is nonsense, and the podcast was put back up again. But ever since then, I have had this real trepidation, you know, real kind of thing where I second guess myself a lot with with things I'm going to say. Um, so we're going into this show today, and I've written my notes of things I want to talk about. And one of the things I want to open with is about the the uh, story that came out yesterday, which is that Serge Aurier has broken lockdown rules for the third time. Mm. Um, I've been pretty critical of every football player, regardless of race, creed, what club, or anything like that, who have broken the rules. Because uh, when you're in the public eye... You know, yes, you didn't choose it, but you are in the public eye. You are being very well paid for being in that public eye. You are there to set an example. Um, and to breach the breach the rules once is kind of like, oh, you numpty. To do it twice, you're like, you actually don't care. <laughs> you you yeah. you know, to do it a second time, you're actually showing that you think you're above this. To do it a third time, I, I'm actually into the level now where I think perhaps maybe there's something wrong with him. Do you know what I mean by that? It's like, why why in the hell are you doing that? That doesn't make any sense to me at all. See, I I, I, I looked at the, the article, uh, that few articles out about it, and I looked at kind yeah. of what, what was said from both sides. And his his kind of um, defence was that the, the hairdresser's neg- uh, as a test yeah. and he's negative and he's ne- yeah. which is all fair enough like that's fair enough but it doesn't matter because it's like no. you know we, we're still having to socially distance so look, it's, it's one of those things where um, 
you know, like the, you don't know when the guy had the test. He might have had the test yeah. two days ago and then got it after that. This this virus, this virus is, it, 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 we don't, there's a lot of it we don't understand. A lot of the scientists, yeah, the experts no, don't no. understand. So to come out and say, oh, he's proved negative, so it's fine. It's like, no, it's not fine. No, you know, and, you're, and, you're and not meant to be thing, doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that, that is the kind of thing. And this is why I said I think the guy's, you know, perhaps there's just something wrong with him that he done, you know, this isn't computing because not, the reason why everybody knows this has happened for the third time is because he posts it on his social media. I know, he's not so, so he has literally put it on Instagram to the whole world, here I am with my hairdresser cutting my hair. Now, the rules are currently, they can't do that. Hairdressers aren't supposed to be working. Yes, soon that looks like that's going to be relaxed. But as of the moment he did this, nope, should not be working. He's from, from a different household who's literally come into his home there is no social distance there, neither of them wearing masks. You know, the, the, the thing just rolls on of everything that was wrong with that picture. And then his responses. So rather than sort of like, because obviously the club at this point, you know, that's gone on social media. You just know that somewhere there's like a media officer, like a player liaison who's seen that and gone, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the club have obviously then got in touch with him and gone, oi, you know, don't do that. This is, you know, this is stupid. But he then puts out a statement, not sort of, oh, you know, I misunderstood. You know, if he put out a statement, totally misunderstood the rules, I thought that was okay now, apologies to everybody, that was it. That would have been done. You know, that everyone had just gone, oh, well, you know, there has been a lot of confusion, never mind, and just moved on, wouldn't they? You know, yeah, of course. For me, anyway. Yeah, no, I get um, that. I agree. But his statement was, he's had a test, I had a test. It was kind of like... I'm better than you. Go f yourself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, the rules don't matter to me because I'm 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 bigger. I'm smarter. I know what I'm doing. And then he attacked the media, for, and it's kind of like, well, hang on a minute. The media have reported this story. The reason why the story exists is because you've put it on social media, you plank. Yeah. It's not like they've been hounding him for it. No. He <laughs> he he gave them it. <laughs> Exactly. You know, if there was a paparazzi with a long lens leaning into his garden from three miles away, taking the picture of him having a haircut, have a go at the media. I get that. <laughs> he posted it on Instagram. You you can't then attack the media for going, well, he's a prat, <laughs> and turning yeah. that into a story of... And also the club put out a statement saying, we are investigating this, and obviously we will take appropriate action. So there is a sports story there. That is something for the media to report. Sergio Ria has broken lockdown rules for a third time. The club have said they're going to look into it and take appropriate action. Bang, that's the story. You know, I'm sure there was hyperbole thrown in there and lots of people had their, you know, two cents to say, like I am now. But that that is a story. That is a legitimate thing. And it was all brought about by him. He's done it to himself. It's unreal, isn't it? it? Do you know? Do you know what it reminds me of? Uh, no. You know, I, I, I honestly, I mean this. Right, in my working life, yeah. I, I, I probably ninety five percent of the time I've called in sick. I've been sick, right? Yeah, but yeah. there are a couple of times where maybe I wasn't as sick as I probably sh- uh, should have been to call <laughs> in sick, right? So yeah. on those very, very rare occasions, I will not go on social media because. No. Just no. don't put it out there that you're probably not being as honest as you should be, you know. Right? No, no, and and no. and and that's just me, little old me, not willing to get sacked no. from a, a, a silly twenty grand a year job. This I guy's know. like a multi-millionaire, like in the public eye. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I mean, it's just monumentally <laughs> Mad, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we talked about how football kind of exists in this bubble, and I do think that this has kind of illustrated to a lot of us that the footballers have just lived in their own little world for a while, and this Completely. has brought it crashing down. And some of them, I'm, I'm going to all my abs, I've, I've just been blown away by the way they've come across as... I'll t- tell you right now, who's coming across to me, and I'm like, wow, I had no idea this guy was that intelligent, articulate. It's Troy Deeney at Watford. Yeah. yeah. I was listening to him speak the other day, and, I, and I've seen some of the stuff he's he's written. I'm like, wow, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> this guy, to me, has just been this big lump of a centre-forward who I've hated playing against. You know, whenever we play them, I'm like, oh, Deeney's going to score. You know, he's a nightmare. Yeah. Um. But you, I just like the last few days. I've just been blown away by him and the way he's expressed himself and the way he's kind of led in a lot of ways. Um, obviously, the person who I've been sort of completely as well with is Harry Kane. Mm. Um, so moving on from Serge Aurier now because there ain't any more to say about that. But um, yeah, Serge is someone who I didn't want us to sign. He was an Arsenal fan. There was so much stuff about him and homophobia and stuff like that when we signed him. It was just like, no, I I don't think he's a good enough player to outweigh, you know, what was going on off the pitch with him. Mm. I don't think he's ever proven himself to be that good of a player. Yes, he has moments, but, you know, that's like a, you know, a broke clock is right twice a day. That doesn't mean you don't replace it. So he's just a player I'm done with. You know, yes, of course I'm going to support him in a Spurs trip because I support the team, but... If we could get rid of him and bring someone else in, I'd be very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I'm trying to, like you said, like trying to remember what football is, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, let yeah. alone, you know. Was he any good? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> but just thinking back, you, you're right. I, I would probably have the same kind of uh, description of him. So, yeah, he, he's, he had his moments. He had some really yeah, good, course, like, yeah. I, I seem to remember a goal we scored. I don't know if it was by... Was it against Brighton? Where I don't know if he meant where to do he, like, it. Caught the volley. Like, yeah, but, yeah, 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 yeah. But he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's clearly a very skillful football player. But yeah. I think it's his his mentality, and obviously the silly decisions he's made in his personal life. You kind of understand now why he makes these yeah. silly decisions on the football pitch. The, on the pitch, yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Someone said that yesterday on Twitter. It was like, it's almost actually a little bit reassuring that he's clearly as daft in, in the yeah. real world as he is on the pitch. When you yeah. see him make a mistake there, you're like, you know what are you doing? Do you just not care? Oh, actually, you just do that. Yeah. That's actually yeah. just you as a person. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. No, I mean, let's draw a line under that. But, yeah, just like kind of crazy. And move on to something which... Um, I've I've personally not stopped smiling about, and that's Harry Kane being the shirt sponsor for Leighton Orient um, for for the next season. Uh, that story broke out of nowhere. Um, that kind of wasn't rumored or anything like that. Um, and fair play to them for doing that because he had to go through a lot of hoops to be allowed. You know, like with the FA and all the sort of fairness commission and stuff like that. Um, the figures haven't been released, which I'm also pleased about because you know people analyse that far too much. But what um, what was your reaction to learning about Harry's gesture there? Yeah, no, it was really nice. I, I take it that it's just the three charities, isn't it? It's not his name's not going to be anywhere on the shirt. No, 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 it's the three charity. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, it was quite funny though because a lot of Spurs fans were like, yeah, "Seriously, Leighton Orient get a get a nice white shirt as a away kit with Harry Kane written on it? I'll buy it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it yeah sure, funny. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's it's um, yeah, it's a ama- an amazing gesture, and 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 it just sums the guy up, doesn't it? It does, yeah. He's 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 just the consummate 
professional, consummate human being. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just a, an amazing guy. And I've I said this pre lots of times before, but if I could um, if I could say to my children, here is someone if you want to look at how yeah, to yeah. succeed in life, this is the guy you need to to watch yeah. and follow because hard work. Yeah, and and that's why. Look, I know I don't know if he was a well. I don't obviously there's been speculation about his future and stuff, isn't there? Yeah. And I'm sure that'll roll on as the years go by. Yeah. But I, I almost, and I've and I said this before, I think I might have even said this said it on a previous podcast about my crazy idea that we, that we put him on, send him on loan for a year to Real Madrid so he can win some trophies and then come back. <laughs> because I just, I want, I, I, he, he deserves lots of trophies. Yeah. He really does. He like never as a, as a, a professional in, in my lifetime, I think deserved to, to finish their career with loads of trophies in their cabinet more than that guy. You know, he deserves it so yeah. much. And, and that's why I think if, if he ever does leave, I'll be sick as a parrot, you know, but mm. I don't know. Part of me would be like, well, yeah, off you go, Harry, you know, you deserve it, mate. Yeah. You know? I, it's difficult because like, uh, the Pochettino era, 2015, 16, 16, 17, those two seasons, the guy was flying the goal machine. We as a team were looking great. And we were, you know, we were like right there, you know, like second in the league, it's third in the league. Um, but we were right on the cusp of something. And, you know, the, the, the club fell, you know, there's a lot of, we can go into it, but the club failed to capitalize on that. I mean, Harry now is in this position where, okay, we've got Jose Mourinho in, um, we've made a few good acquisitions. Yeah. This has kind of been a crap season, but he's kind of made his point public, which is, you know, the club showed a ambition. I'm here for life. If they don't, I'm going to have to go. Mm. I hate that, but I respect it. Does yeah. That make sense? I, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Because as it's one of those things, isn't it? As a football fan, we're, we're, we're always going to be loyal to Tottenham to the day we yeah, die as football yeah, fans, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. And, it, and it's almost like it's hard to kind of understand almost that, why aren't they showing the same loyalty as uh, you know that we that we we have? Mm-hmm. But but you, you kind of almost have to get into their, their their how they would think as a football player. I mean, yeah. it's a bit like the the Gareth Bale one, where like oh you know, yeah. hopefully he'll come home one day. But this isn't home for Gareth Bale, is it? He just spent a few no, years no. here, at, at, like as an individual. He, he was like he obviously in his mind. He's one of these rare people that yeah. had these amazing goals, and then nothing was going to stop him. Like yeah. getting, talking about Gareth Bale, nothing was going to yeah, stop him. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he used... genuinely, as a kid, wanted to play for Real Madrid. That was oh, of course, goal. yeah. So, so, yeah, so, was... yeah. So, so like, so you're playing for Southampton, who at the time, I mean, I know they're uh, you know a fairly established Premier League side now, but they weren't at the time when he was with them. So, no, he was he's... in the Championship. Yeah, of course. So he's looking at Spurs, and that's going to be my next step towards Real Madrid, which is where I want to be eventually. Yeah. So. But but for, for for us as fans, we we watched him for years for Spurs scoring some amazing goals and and you know thinking this is it like you know you do the heart shape he loves us we love him yeah but you, it, it's difficult because we we are we we like you know we we're, we're always going to be Spurs fans to the day we die and although like you know the a big big reason and he, he said he didn't he Harry Redknapp when he sorry Harry Kane when he was younger mm-hmm. the part part of the reason why he's he's done so well at Spurs is because of the way Arsenal rejected him so yeah. that's kind of maybe maybe, maybe makes the situation different to the Gareth Bale one but at the same time you know it's like he, he he's what is he 26 27 now Kane yeah so at, at, 
at some point, you know, he, like, he's, he's right. He's got to show ambition. But he, like, we've got to show ambition because he wants to win these trophies. But if we do go backwards, you know, when he gets to 34, 35 and his career's over... Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Because yeah, like you, you like you, you, you almost like if he stayed, if he stayed at Spurs his entire career, no doubt he will be the he will surpass Jimmy Greaves' scoring record. He will be the greatest goal scorer of all time, greatest striker of all time at Spurs. I think he, he yeah. will be like he, 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 there'll be a stand, one of those four stands in the new stadium will be the Harry Kane stand, yeah. absolutely. What what does he prefer? Does he prefer that legendary status at one club, or does he prefer yeah. when he's thirty four, thirty five to look at his trophy cabinet and go, look, I've got a few uh, league titles, and you, you know, it's what does what, you know, what's more important? Do you know the, the the funny thing is because I mean his family are all diehard Tottenham fans, so he himself is a Tottenham fan. But the funny thing is, is I genuinely believe he would stay at the club for his life, and if he's won no trophies at the end of it, but he set every Tottenham record. I think he would be happy with that, providing he felt like every season we were there. Mm. Because I think he is professional and level-headed enough to know that in England especially, and I know other countries have tough leagues and stuff like that, but in England especially, you know, I tell you who made this point recently, and he made it in a way which I, I kind of felt bad because I slagged him off, was Christian Eriksen. When Eriksen left, there was this interview thrown around where he said he left to win trophies at Inter Milan. And that was the headline. It was like, oh, you horrible Danish <laughs> git. You know? um, the reality was what he actually said was, because in England it is ridiculously difficult. You can be the best team for 90 games in a season you know, across all these competitions, and then you just have one off day, that's it, done, your trophy's gone. Well, that summed, up, because, that summed up some seasons for us, didn't it? Yeah, it is. He said because every other team is, you know, like... He said, at the moment, he said Liverpool are dominating there. He said, but you look at Liverpool in the Premier League and they're just phenomenal. They're the best team in Europe. He said, but yet they lost in the Champions League to Atletico Madrid. And yet, you know, they're not on course. You know, they didn't win the League Cup. <laughs> you know, and he was just sort of like pointing out, he's like, in England, he said, that you can literally go to a team four divisions lower than you. You show up thinking you're going to win, they'll turn you over. Mm. He said, in Holland, like Ajax, he said, we could have fielded our third team against a lower league team and would still thump them. Yeah. He said, and you know, in Italy, if you're playing for Inter, you're playing for Juventus, odds are you're going to pick up a trophy at the end of each season. Um, I don't think that went down very well in Italy, by the way. He's he's um not very popular over there. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, yeah, some... yeah, yeah. He's um they're they're Inter already talking about replacing him and selling him in the summer. Wow. Well, whenever. So that was kind of funny. But um, yeah, going back to this, I I think if every single season, like so, for example, Jose sits down with him now and goes, "Look, I am not having this be my only club. I don't lift a trophy in, Harry." <laughs> mm. And Harry, I think, will look at him and go, "I believe you. Let's do." this let's, let's do it together um I you know it's like one of those things I genuinely think winning the FA Cup winning the League Cup winning the Premier League you know you know all of my God's willing would mean more to him with a Tottenham shirt on than it would anywhere else and I think he, that's genuinely how he thinks but at the same time him saying that publicly about the club needs to match my ambition is smart because he's being honest to all of us as fans, but he's also making it really clear to Daniel Levy and the owners, which is, all right, we were really close under Pochettino. You sacked him. Things have gone to hell. You know, you haven't done stuff with the squad. 
I'm going to accept that standard of stadium being built and things just going awry. Now we need to do something because if yeah. we don't, I need to go. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and of course, of course, all that happened, and then COVID nineteen broke out, and the whole world changed. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's old so, yeah. news. <laughs> yes, it's old news. But um, yeah, just to finish on that, when I, when I saw his gesture with the Leighton Orient stuff, I mean, I uh, blown away. I mean, yeah, just, me just too. such a good guy. Um, oh, completely. So I put a post out on social media, our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Spurs News. Um, we're also on Instagram, which is at Spurs News 1961, which is also the handle on Twitter, which I'm on. So if you follow us there, I apologize. I'm normally a pretty sarcastic git. Um, and basically, I put it out there along the lines of, hey, everybody, do you have any questions? Do you have any topics you'd like to hear us discuss? And we actually had quite a few come in. Oh, brilliant. Now it's time for your comments. Now, I'm going to head over to Instagram first because there's two on there. And I don't want lovely Laura to be mad at me if I ignore people on Instagram. Um, So the first one is uh, Eddie Allen just wants us to comment on the rumour of Pochettino going to Newcastle. What do you think? Well, how I mean, do you the, feel? how do you feel about him showing up for another Premier League team? He can do what he likes, can't he? I mean, the, the ta- can, has, yeah. a ta- has a takeover <laughs> happened yet? Is it, they, no, they... no, it's not finalised. No, everything's kind of up in the air, as as is everything. I, it's, it's, I know we've discussed this before, but we, we've knew. So, I get, I'm guessing if the, if it happens, if the takeover happens, Newcastle will probably do a Man City where they'll kind of want to develop over the next two or three years, spend a lot of money yeah. and then two or three years time start winning trophies co- consistently. Yep. From that perspective, I guess then, yeah, it might be a good fit for him. You know, cause you, yeah. you, you think we, it's, it's difficult sometimes to not think of almost like a football, um, a football manager scenario where, you know, these guys are taken over. They, they, I mean, these guys actually do own a country, don't they? I mean, if Man City, kind of own yeah. the country but these are like you know they blow them out of the water don't they with the amount of money yeah, they've got it, mental, it is yeah. literally like just going doing football manager and just doing the biggest cheat in it like just loading billions <laughs> on. but but yeah. and so they can they can spend lots and lots but obviously they've got the financial fair play which kind of reigns it <laughs> in a little bit uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, though, I, 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 that that yeah. laugh, Sam. That just that was just like a yeah, all right. Like that's gonna yeah. make a difference. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the, the thing is, is because of the coronavirus, um, FIFA and UEFA have had to relax the rules because obviously there's a lot of clubs who are going to fail FFP, not because they've gone spending like loons or anything, but because the financial trouble. There's nothing coming in. in, yeah, yeah. So the irony is, if this buy, if this goes through now. They could actually go to about two hundred to two hundred and fifty million per window for the next three windows before they even hit an FFP kind of raised eyebrow. Because Newcastle as a club is a massive stadium, so there is actually you know season ticket sales and everything up there. There is actually a revenue stream which they can show on the books as look, you know, we're investing money. But, you know, we're not going over and above this. Also, by the way, our consortium now sponsors the stadium and our consortium now are doing individual player sponsorships. You know, oh, this player signed for us and he's only on 50 grand a week. However, he's also got a side job where he's publicly speaking for our company and he's earning a million pound a month. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, not not saying that these things happen. (laughs) No, no, not, not saying that... 
this is stuff that's been done, Manchester City. But they're just, just putting it out there as possible ways that they could do this and stay within the rules. But £250 million for Newcastle for, let's say, this summer, next winter and next summer would transform them. Yeah, and that's and that, for me then, that, that tells me that that huge amount, they'd probably want yeah. a established manager. You know yeah. that, that could just go in and give him instant success. I've always said, like with with Pochettino, the, the way he manages, you've only got to look at Southampton and us. I know, obviously, yeah. it wasn't a, tr- a trophy laden experience, but he transformed. No. He transformed yeah, both he clubs. Did. Yeah, yeah. And, and and that's how, and he, he does that by. Well, I mean, we don't know. We we haven't seen him, have we? Being at a club where nope. they've spent hundreds of millions, so maybe that might be another bow to his, you know, to his string. You know, you, also, that might. Be... If... If I was that rich and I was looking Street to invest Street. in a club and basically re you know, basically that whole club would need to be transitioned. You know, it's kind of been almost like a yo yo club for a while. Um I, I mean I remember the Kevin Keegan era of Newcastle and they were just a joy to watch and kind of, you know, mad and they'd make sign ins and, you know, they were kind of one of the, probably the big one of the big Premier League teams at the time. Um, but then since then, they you know it's been a mid-table at best, uh, yo-yo club in terms of relegation and coming back up. So culturally within the club, you know, from the youth sub all the way up, it's going to need transformation. The best person, really, to do that job would be Mauricio Pochettino. Yeah, completely agree. And yeah. if you gave him the financial backing, you know, he's one of those managers. He might not spend all that money. You know, some managers that go in and be like, right, I've got two hundred fifty million to spend. Brilliant, I'm having that. <laughs> He might go in there and go, well, I just need these four or five players. Get me them, and you know that's 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 all I need because I don't want to add that many. You know, I don't want to upset the squad balance. But you get me those five, we'll achieve this this year, and then you know next year, get me. You know, we'll swap these around. We'll do this. He's that sort of guy. Um, you know, project. He's all about sort of going in with a project, and I think something like that where he genuinely has the financial backing to do whatever the hell he wants could be really attractive when you consider where he's come from, where basically he was like, I want that player. Ooh, he's expensive. Mm. Um, how about this one? Well, yeah. no, he's nowhere near as good. Yeah, but he's cheaper. Come on. <laughs> you could train him. Go on, go on. You could turn him into something good. Um, I mean, that would just be like a joy, wouldn't it? You know? Oh, completely, yeah. It'd be like yeah. going, like transitioning from a job where you've got a budget of £100 a month and you're stretching it to a budget of 10 grand and you're like, oh, yeah. ev- everyone, everyone can have a new car. <laughs> you know, we're all good. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if he goes to Newcastle, of course I'm going to find it difficult in being at a different club in the Premier League. But the other thing I think I'll find a little bit tough is I know you'll love it there. I know the fans will love him. Yeah. I know he'll get ingrained in that, and that will become his project, and that will become his love. Right now, he loves Tottenham. He loves us as fans. Um, if he went and did a job at Real Madrid for a few years, picked up some trophies, maybe Juventus picked up some trophies. Yeah, he'd enjoy it there, and of course he did. You know, love the fans there who love him, but we'd still be in his heart. I think if he goes and does another project somewhere, I think we're going to get ousted. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about it, you know, like a jilted ex. Um, the other, the other comment on Instagram just says, "Please sell Eric Dyer." Um, all right. Um, I'll run that past my mate Daniel Levy. Um, uh, I mean, he said please to be fair to him, so I, I feel like I should get right on that. And, and if, if, we, if we're doing, if we, me and you are actually doing it, then the sale. Yeah. Do we get a cut of the of, the, of whatever you get sold for? I mean, I... hey, I, I tell you what, me and um, me and Dan. 
for years. Uh, Dan from our uh, our admin have been talking about how me and him want to be agents for years. It's way forward, Sam. It's the way forward, mate. Yeah, I. Uh, uh, it really is. <laughs> I got I got a mate who's a scout who like talks to me about agents and stuff like that with young players. So he he will go to like these uh, youth development sort of like festivals if you like. So young teams will field these kids and then uh, uh, like regional areas like pick them up and like oh you know come along to trials and stuff like that. And they have these like tournaments and scouts will go to the tournaments. And he'll go there and he's like, you know, you got the scouts there and they're kind of like chatting to the parents and stuff like, oh, you know, and trying to get to know the kids and things. And he's saying, you know, it's like the car park, like the, the, the sleazy agents. He said like, oh, I saw a scout talking to you. Here's my car. Don't let him do any deal without running it past me first. You know, don't don't talk to him about clubs. You make sure you call me. And he's like, now, technically, kids that age and everything cannot be represented by agents agents aren't allowed to get involved till like 17 18 and turn mm. professional but what they do is they become contracted to the parents so the parents will hire them in essence like for advice you know oh you're not they're not being an agent to the kids you know we're talking about like 10 to 15 year olds here yeah, and these agents are all over them um from that age because of course if they develop and go on and become big they're on your books. You're in a fortune. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. It's just awful. Anyway, I hate it. But yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I want to be that unscrupulous. Yeah, I, I want to be that guy. Um, so yeah, so uh, over to our Facebook page now then. Um, so Mark Ivy opens us up and Mark says, I'm from South Africa. Oh, no. Do you know what? Just before you go any further, I've watched two yeah. programs uh, recently on South Africa, and honestly, yeah. I don't know if it's because we cu- we're not allowed to travel anywhere. But Christ, man, when when this lockdown is over, I it's am going to book a holiday to South Africa. It's such yeah, a beautiful go, country. Um, go to Cape Town. I I, I love it there. Um, right. Okay. So Mark Ivy, Mark, <clears throat> apologies for this, but um, you've asked for it. Hello, I am from South Africa. While our rugby teams have won the World Cup three times, our cricketers have been labelled as chokers for the past 30 years for always stumbling in the final hurdle. It is without doubt a psychological factor. Spurs are the same. Defeated in our last two finals, Champions League and League Cup, previous eight FA Cup semi-finals, we fell away in our recent two attempts at winning the league. Why is this? Um, Mark, apologies to. Was that Kevin? Have you just got Kevin there. Peterson on? on I didn't. I, yeah, 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 he was a, he was a guest. You're he breaking lockdown rules there, Sam. He shouldn't be in your I house. But I know, I know. But yeah, me and Kev like, like sorry. Uh, so, so to the nation of South Africa, apologies uh, to Mark especially. Apologies, but I had to do that. Sorry, um, Mark. Um, you, you've asked probably there probably the biggest question um, of of Tottenham for a long time, which is. How in the hell do we constantly get so close and then not get over that that final thing? And I've argued for a long time, which is uh, like with a goal scorer who's on a goal rate, you just need one to go in and off your ass, and then you're you're going. Um, if we pick up one, I think all of a sudden it, it, it snowball, you know, because everyone will go, "All oh, right, that's how you do it," <laughs> you know. Um, it is a weird thing, but it does seem to happen with some teams, like uh, in every sport across the world, in like different franchises. And I'd like to point out, it seems to happen a lot with teams I support. Yeah, it's uh, you. It's your cursing. Yeah. 
I'm starting to think it's me. So maybe next season when we come back, I'll go. I'll go like support the MK Dons or something. A club I don't mind crippling. Um, and and you guys, you guys carry on with this and see if it makes a difference. Can you st- can you support a different national club as well? Like don't support England anymore. Just so like we can oh, yeah, get yeah, past I'll, the final go, hurdles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it. I mean, England, England football, Tottenham football. I mean, I'm a Bristol <laughs> rugby fan, which is just horrific. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, mate, have you got any insight? I mean, yeah. You know, you, if me and you could solve this, we'd be very rich. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we'd be richer than some of them agents, wouldn't we? Yeah. 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 Maybe this is my way in. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe if I solve this, I can become one. You know, <laughs> I don't know, mate. Do you know what it was? I find weird is yeah. that. You, like what do you say? What do you say? Thirty years so over this over this period and the amount of FA Cup semi finals. Yeah. Like, but over that period of time, they're different managers, different yeah. football players. So it's not I like know. so it's not like it's like uh, no. like one set of players can't do it. No. Like completely, like, who was playing for us thirty years ago is not playing for us now, obviously. Yeah. And, and the yet managers we're still are still having the same. Yeah, why issues. is it? It's it's like some kind of hoodoo hanging over the over the. the the club, isn't it? Well, I I think genuinely somewhere somewhere in this country there is an Arsenal fan who knows voodoo or or has got like some kind of deal with the devil or something that basically allows us to get right close and then fall off flat on our faces. It's got to be something in there. It's just He's got a make lamp sense. with a genie in one wish left. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, he got the invincible season. He's got us tripping up constantly, and now he's just waiting with his last wish for something. But yeah, I um. I don't know. Uh, it is weird, Mark. Um, it's a valid point. It's a great question for debate, but I just don't think there's any... It's just like one of those stupid things where as a club, we've had like a bit of bad luck or whatever, and because of that, it's now become a thing. Every time we get to a semi-final, every time we get close, think about what happens. The media jump on, oh, you know, you've lost your last eight semi-finals in a row, or oh, you've lost your last finals, oh, the last time Tottenham lifted a trophy was then. And the fans jump on it as well. So basically, it's now becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy because it gets mm. in everybody's heads. Mm. You almost like want to, if we achieve like getting to a final or something, you almost want Josie to go, right, everyone, you're in a hotel, you're not talking to anyone, it's immediate blackout, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just us, and all we're going to do is we're going to watch games of us winning constantly, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're we're, we're going to train and we're going to come back in and just keep watching us winning, just visualise victory all the time, 24-7. Um, and, and just get over that damn line um, because like I said like a goal scorer on a drake you just need one to go in off a shin your ass you really do <laughs> don't you bone. but you but you look at that um, but you look at the, the league cup victory against Chelsea in, in 2008 yeah, yeah, like that yeah, that, was that was that's that goal that, the, the Woodgate goal that won it for us that yeah. wasn't that wasn't a classic by any means was it you know no, no, but no, you take it of... you take it didn't you, you know? yeah damn straight you do yeah um <laughs> Yeah, it's one of those, another one of those things that always makes me laugh, you know, talking about goals and someone, uh, you know, criticising Harry Kane for tapping or something like that. I'm like, you do realise it counts the same as if he did it from 50 yards. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you do realise that ball going into the netty thing is exactly one goal the yeah. same as, you know, oh, look, he just beat 10 players and scored. Good for him. Oh, look, he just tapped one in. Yeah, he's, and it's 1-1. It's the same. <laughs> See, what they what they need to do on, like, have you got the latest FIFA, FIFA 20 on, like, no, Xbox really or play? FIFA oh, much. mate, do you know what? Now, now Seb's, like, 
at eight now, me and him are just mm. like, you know, I can. it's like playing someone who can play it now, you know? <laughs> yeah. To the point now where a couple of years ago, I used to like go easy on him. And now, even when I play at my full potential, I still lose it and it kills me. But I have to kind of be the, be the dad that's like, yeah, you know, I'll take the loss on the team. And inside, I'm like, I, I, I can't deal with this. Like, you know, I'm raging, getting thrashed raging, by an eight-year-old. Yeah. But they have, um, they, they, they've, you've got these different things, different rules you can t- you can put, apply to it. And yeah. like one of them is like, uh, you can take away offsides, which is brilliant. Because that's like, we, we score yeah. But one of them is, it counts as one goal inside the box and two goals outside the box. And that's oh, really? Say, it does make it more entertaining. It does, you well, know. Uh, well, there you go. That's a suggestion. <laughs> yeah. We're talking about Project Restart. How about yeah. you bring that in? So you score from outside the box is two goals. Yeah. There you go. Why not? Go. We're doing everything else that's bloody stupid. Let's that, have a crack at that. But, that, but that, you look at, like, uh, uh, you're completely right. You know, no matter how it goes in the net, it's still a goal. But you yeah. almost feel like that Wayne Yama goal against Liverpool deserved to be two goals, didn't it? You know? Sometimes you feel I, like I they... Thought they... That deserved, I thought that deserved the title, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I think they should have just given us the trophy, but that's just me. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I think we've solved that. Uh, basically, we need uh, a win of a cup to go in and off our asses. That's, yeah, there you go. The, uh... Yeah. Uh, next one's from Step In Stefan, the super sub. Um, thinking more about football as a whole, do you think the current situation will see clubs' bonds grow stronger with affiliates? So the big teams really have to help the smaller teams in finance, marketing, loaning of players to keep them afloat. Um, I don't know whether you asked this question off the back of anything you've read or you just thought about it, but yesterday there was a really um, detailed article in the Financial Times of all things. I know, highbrow. Um, but it was then picked up by all the like the mirror and the sun and everything as well. So you know, I I can be a bit more of the people here. <laughs> uh, but basically, the article was, um, in essence, attacking Premier League clubs for using this situation as kind of a way of uh, taking smaller clubs and, in essence, buying them. Um, kind of ripping the soul out of a few things. Uh, so in essence, Premier League clubs have petitioned to be allowed to make formal investments and take on clubs in the lower leagues. Now, that's always been stopped in this country because of obviously competition rules and things like that. But the Premier League are trying to really push for it because they're sure. saying, oh, you know, we can ensure the financial security of League Two if every one of us is allowed to invest in a club or several clubs or, you know, if we're allowed to have a club in the Championship, League One, League Two and, and non-league, you know, mm. we can send them youth players, we can do this, we can do that. Now, affiliation agreements have existed for a long time, that's fine, but what the Premier League teams are pushing for is to actually have some form of ownership over these teams, which... um yeah, sounds great. They're going to put some money in, help them through troubled times. But what do you think they're going to want in return for that? Yeah, of course, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, a yeah. percentage owning of a of a business or a club is because you it's an investment. You're looking for a, a return. Yeah. Um. You know. Okay. Well, we put five million into you in 2020. It's now 2030. We want 10 million for you to have those shares back. Yeah. Mm, mm. uh, it just. Yeah. I just smacks. I don't really like it. Affiliation agreements. You know, with loans and you know, basically, uh, we want to send you f- four loan players every year. We're going to pay you for that, and we'll have a friendly every year. You know, where you can keep the revenue. All of these types of deals that exist now. I'm. I'm all for. Uh, formalising them a little bit more. Yeah, fine. Perhaps clubs now could be encouraged from the Premier League to invest more in the lower divisions. But 
I don't like the idea of them owning teams down there. That's yeah. just me. I yeah, mean, no, you're just, right. It, 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 it's, it's, it don't feel right. Yeah, you, it, it, you kind of can't help but feel cynical about it, can you? That's that's the problem, isn't it? That that is the thing. Yeah. I mean, and whenever you got situations like that, I got no doubt there would be some owners who would genuinely be doing it to to help to to because they realise that you know lower league football etc. Without it, there is no Premier League. There is you know no gateway for a lot of players to come through. But there'll be some that are purely out to make money from that. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I won't talk about where I think Daniel Levy would sit because <laughs> we all know. Um, okay, so uh, Liam Dempsey says, what would be the best way forward from a Spurs point of view for this season? Okay, he's given us some options. You ready? Go on, let's go. Number one, null and void. Well, yeah. <laughs> from a Spurs point of view, yeah. Puts out of um, our misery. <laughs> yeah, we're still in the Champions League and we're done. Yeah, great. Um, number two, season to finish now with positions worked out on the weighted point system. Um, based on the calculations, we'd finish eighth. Uh, I agree, Liam. It is eighth and ninth, definitely. Um, or three, the season resumes and is completed under project restart. Gives Jose a chance to get the team firing again without the injuries. I think purely from a Tottenham point of view, null and void. Yeah. <laughs> because we'd be back in the Champions League for next season with the income that ensues. Um, we would have, basically, this will become like a long-ass pre-season break where so many of our players who are fatigued, like Kane, etc., have been carrying niggles, winks. They could be ready to rock and roll next season like they haven't been for a long time. Um, but... From a football fan point of view, I don't know. I think probably it should be the end of the season with the weighted points because Liverpool being denied the trophy doesn't feel right to me. As funny as it is, it yeah. No, you're right. right. To me. <laughs> yeah, it's you're right. And it, you know, obviously, I know we've had conversations on previous podcasts recently about yeah. their silly ideas that they're trying to suggest to bring it yep. back. And I, I just, I don't think like they're. They're, um, I saw an article yesterday, and they were saying that uh, the, the government are obviously getting involved, and they're they're saying that the government are telling them that all the games need to be on on free free to view, you know, all the remaining games. Yeah. But I I just can't get past this, like if if it was football like we know football, then that makes sense. But it's just not going to be football like we know football. And I, okay. I, I can't, I don't, I genuinely like, and I say this, right, gen- genuinely, I, I don't think I'd really be interested in watching it with no, with no crowds and, you know, with the masks and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, probably the, like you, you suggested, like, you know, do the point, it's a, it's a fair way of doing it. Liverpool yeah. get the title, you know, we we can just move on, can't we? Uh, yeah. And as much as you know, like you say, the no avoid one would be fantastic. <laughs> it, it is unfair, isn't it? I mean, like, it like is, it's yeah. like on it, for Liverpool, they've had such an amazing season. It would be just God, it, that's yeah. beyond cruel. And and we talk about you know there being a voodoo doll on on Spurs. Yeah. Oh mate, that would power into insignificance on the one that was on yeah, Liverpool if would, that happened. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just. It I mean, it, like I said, funny. But not fair. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, plenty, there's plenty of Liverpool fans on social media that I would take a great amount of pleasure in winding up. But at oh, the same time, there's plenty yeah, of Liverpool yeah. fans that that don't deserve it. And uh, I, I, yeah. I like I like Liverpool. Like you know, I, I've been I've visited Liverpool a couple of times, and I, I like 
um, I like how like live Liverpudlians. I like them because you know they've got they they're very like they've. With the with the Hillsborough thing, for example, right? You know, they don't buy the Sun anymore because of the disgusting yeah. way they lied about, and they they stick to that. You know, they're like, this was yeah. something horrible. You attacked us as a city. We're not gonna, and we won't ever stand for that again. And and it doesn't it doesn't yeah. feel like they're they're being like a um they've uh, you know holding a grudge or anything like that. They're just they was treated badly, and they and they and and they're gonna show you know they're gonna. Sh- Show the people who treat them badly that they're not interested anymore, and I, and I, and I, and I like I like Liverpudlians, and that you know obviously recently with the with the schools going back and the mayor of Liverpool saying, you know I'm I'm not going to have them back until everything's safe. I really like that city, so I know probably yeah. most of the people who live in Liverpool are Everton fans, right? well, and, yeah. and most Liverpool fans we know don't even go. They've probably never been to Liverpool in their life, but <laughs> as a city, uh, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd feel rotten if they were denied that. Okay. Well, well, there you go. That's a very nice of you. Um, I see. As you were talking, I was coming round the other way. But <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Kian Brockman says transfers. Who do you think will go? Who do you think we will sign? Um, it's very difficult because obviously the COVID nineteen thing really throws everything in that it works. Um, I, I know from what I, I've seen, uh, Juan Foyf appears to be on the way out. Um. I think uh, Michel Vaughan would be released again for the second season in a row. And then come back middle um, of next season. <laughs> maybe, yeah, who knows. Yeah. Um, I think we'll see... Um, I, I, I mean, I genuinely think the club are going to try and sell Aurier. That's not just me saying that through hope. I do genuinely think they would like to see him leave. Um, I think Carl Walker-Peters will leave. Uh, Southampton was still very keen on him. And we are very keen on a player from Southampton, the Holberg, Holge Hodgeberg. That's right, I've seen uh, that. Yeah. I can't say his name. It's, I'm going to have to learn uh, because if we sign him, that's always a pain in the ass. Uh, here, and here he is, our best player this season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, so I think, you know, there's there's going to be a lot of horse trading. I think this this summer market once it happens is going to be very strange uh i talked about it a little bit when i was on my own last week with the x factor really being newcastle if newcastle's takeover finishes and they put money into the market by making sign-ins then a lot more is going to happen if if that doesn't or they don't put the money in to make the sign-ins then it's going to be a lot of okay we'll loan him for a season you don't charge a fee for it we'll sign him you know it's going to be a lot of weird and wonderful deals um yeah they'll be like newcastle will be like if you like you you know when you watch a marathon and you and you see the, the, yeah. the pacemakers you know without them yeah they'll yeah, just yeah. they'll without just walk them, yeah. won't they <laughs> yeah exactly yeah without them the, the market's just going to be like sat by the hot dog stand yeah, exactly <laughs> which, which which is me doing a marathon um uh, the next one's from tom perks who says do you agree with troy Deeney's stance uh, we actually talked about this right at the start uh I do, Tom. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I do. And do you know what? I, I'm glad he's brought it up again because I, I know you mentioned it earlier. I didn't get a chance to, to say uh, something I was thinking about. Um, I know uh, a couple of days ago on The Messenger, I sent you... Because ITV is showing uh, replays of the uh, Euro 96, aren't they? Yeah, all the different games. Yeah, they are, yeah. So I watched the England-Scotland one and um, mm. Gary McAllister missed a penalty. Obviously, David Seaman saved it. Now, yeah. Gary McAllister was 31, I think, at the time. And I'm look, now look, look full, tired. Yeah, I'm 41, right? So I'm 10 yeah. years older than that Gary McAllister. And he looks old, right? So I'm like, yeah. I'm 10 years older than that guy. But I think with, with football, and I don't know if you're the same as well, but Troy Deeney, I mean, he's in his 
early 30s is that yeah, am I correct yeah, in saying that yeah. right, so to me I look at him as a wise old man right? he's, ten, he's probably 10 years younger than me right but <laughs> but in football you look at and you think this guy you know he's, obviously he's a, he's, a, he's a veteran of the game so of course you, you kind of expect him to be quite wise and he's got a family and you know he's going to uh, have, have like kind of you know, opinions that you wouldn't expect maybe a 20-year-old that's coming to the game have, you know? Yeah, so, he's 31. 31, the there we go. So 10 years younger than me. Yep. <laughs> Just honestly, like, I need to remind myself that I'm not a kid anymore, you know? But, oh, no. but yeah, yeah he, he's... He, like, for football in terms, not relating to me, but in football in terms, he's, he's, he's yeah. kind of, you know, he's one of the old gits of the game, isn't he, you know? He is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, he's, he's... never seen it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think... Yeah, he he's, he's, he makes a lot of sense for, from what what he says. I think he yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 on board. Uh, uh, the next one's from Cyril Salmon. Uh, Cyril says, "Please tell us the truth." Well, that's always a that's always an awkward. <laughs> Have you got start. the detector there with you? <laughs> yeah, who's coming in so far? Who is leaving so we can take a break from the stories we read about every day? As someone wrote in, we have 145 players joining us so far. Um, well, I can answer this. Uh, no one and no one. That's the truth as of right now. Right now yeah, no go. one is coming in. No one is leaving. Right now, that is confirmed. Complete that fact. Is Spurs News exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You um, can report it wherever you like. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go to people and go, I listen to the Spurs News podcast and they confirmed as of the 21st of May, year of our Lord 2020, there is no incomings or outgoings. <laughs> Um, next week may be different, but right now, my friend, I'm telling you the truth. There is no. Do you know? Do you know? It's funny. Do you know? It's funny as well. You saying the day it would. It was uh, last Sunday. Would have been the last game of the season, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's mad, yeah, it isn't was, it? Yeah. It's mad. It's completely it weird. weird. And do you know what? Do you know what's funny? And I don't know if you get this um, on Facebook as well, but I get um, around this time of year, I get all the memories of the last game of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know I mentioned it the other day, but the, I've got the Leicester one, and oh man, I'm so jealous of that day. Honestly, yeah. I'm so envious. I wish if I could go back in time and just experience 90 minutes in my bars, uh, well, I, I would I, go I, back to that Leicester game. Yeah, what what fun. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was. Just, just, just bonkers, but fun. And do you know what's funny as well? I did like um, I took about four or five pictures, uh, and obviously I put I took a picture of the final score, you know, Spurs five, Leicester four, yeah. and I took a picture of the, the tunnel that I used to walk through. Um, so yeah. I, I they used to be like I was on the ground level, so I'd have a beer, one beer, and then because I had my car parked, uh, you know, at the train station, oh, and, yeah, and then yeah. um, so I'd go go into the game, and it, it used to be like a routine, you know. And I mm. took a picture of that tunnel, and I said, "I'm really going to miss this. I'm going to miss it all, like you know." But I'm looking yeah. forward to being at the new stadium. Little did I know, <laughs> I oh. spent most of the next, half of the next season being back in exactly the same place. <laughs> oh dear, oh, yeah, yeah. I... Oh, it's mad, isn't it? It's just so funny. But sometimes when you look back at those, whether it's football related or anything, you look at it and go. Man, what did I know? You yeah, know, what did I exactly? Someone, yeah. someone shared on my Facebook the other day personal feed, and it was their New Year's Eve status. They went, I know this isn't on this day, but I just thought it'd be funny because I couldn't remember what I wrote. And she wrote something on the lines of, wow, 2019, really, really tough. I, but I just know 2020 is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, what did I know? Oh, God, I'm naive. Monumental, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've got two more left. The next one is from Wesley uh, Sudama. Sorry, Wesley, if I'm getting that wrong. Um, should we combine under-18s and under-23s with the first-team squad, creating one big squad uh, for all the leagues around the world, scrap the transfer window, and just basically 
move forward that way. Um, the under-18s and under-23s under have had their seasons voided. Um, obviously, this season's finishing... <laughs> if they do Project Restart, the 2019-20 season will be finished with football, which means the under-23 and under-18 squads are eligible to be included in the first-team squads because they were registered players at the clubs. Um, it, how many of those players and what that would involve would actually be involved with first team squads? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I understand. I understand uh, his sentiment. I do understand his sentiment, but yeah. in reality, you know, you, you, you're not going to, especially if like you know, Mourinho's thinking there's a chance here that we can. That's a very slim yeah. chance of us making the top four. He's not going to yep. pick someone from the under 18s. Is he? He's just not going to. It's it's a nice sentiment. I do understand the sentiment behind it, but. From a kind of a, a reality point of view, I don't, I don't think it, it really kind of makes sense. No, I agree with you. Um, yeah, no, I agree with. You. Now, the last comment on here is from a guy called Thomas Orton. Uh, Thomas Orton. Now, I just had this moment of utter what the actual f going on here because when you look at it in this comment, it looks like Thomas Orton's profile picture on Facebook is a swastika. Because it's minimised on this thing. Now, when I clicked on his Facebook profile, it's actually a picture of three soldiers taking down the swastika. Um, I'm guessing it's family members or something, or just a, a profile picture he picked for VE Day. I don't know. But, man, dude, seriously, if you're listening, um, change that. Because when it's minimised, all you can see is the swastika. And I'm like, what the hell? One, are you a Spurs fan? Because that is a conflicting ideology right away. Um, but two, how can someone with a damn swastika then just ask like a perfectly normal question? Like uh, Thomas Orton says, is there any point in retaining a membership for next season? Uh, which is actually a perfectly good, legit listen, question. Listen, Sam, discussion. Hitler might have asked perfectly normal questions in his day, you know? Hey, mate, he was a beautiful painter. I, uh, you know, I, I mean, he couldn't have done me out, but some sunflowers and stuff, yeah, he'd be really talented. Oh, dear. I can't believe I just made a Hitler joke. <laughs> oh, see, this is another one of those instances. When I come to edit it later, I'm going to yeah. have a real dilemma. I was going to say that. <laughs> do I leave that in? Do I take it out? I'm going to leave it in because I hope people listening have got to know me well enough. And anyone who's a new listener will hopefully get from my tone that... Anyway, move on, Sam. Move on. Don't make Hitler jokes now. Uh, but yeah, um, speaking of Hitler jokes, if anyone's stuck for a film to watch... There is a film called Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I recommend I watch it this. to everybody. Yeah. It is a it is a film that is as brutally heartbreaking as it is heartwarming of any film I've ever seen in my life. There are scenes in it that genuinely almost brought me to tears out of nowhere. And there are scenes in it that just filled me with so much joy again. I nearly had a tear in my eye. I mean, obviously it was dust because I'm a man. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so in your eye, yeah. But yeah, yeah, sun and all that crap. Yeah, right, easy. Um, but yeah, check it out. Genuinely, if you're in lockdown or whatever, you're still you're showing thing. I think it's on pay per view at the moment, but it's worth it. It just, I haven't seen a film like that in years. Last time I watched a film and was that blown away just by everything on it was Forrest Gump years ago, back in the nineties. 
This film's everything. Um, but yeah, sorry, Thomas Orton, uh, our Nazi flag-waving dude, um, <laughs> is there a point in retaining a membership for next season? It's a personal choice, really, I think, Thomas. I mean, I, I made it abundantly clear on the podcast, and I meant it. There was no way I was renewing my membership for me and my daughter whilst the club weren't paying their staff. <laughs> um, mm. uh, that was my personal position. It wouldn't have meant a lot to the club, I doubt. You know, just a couple of memberships dropping off. But it was just something like I am not putting money in, I'm not buying merchandise, I'm not doing stuff like that whilst the club are acting in this way, which I didn't agree with. Um, since then, um, I've got to be honest with you, and I do know it's because a PR firm have told them you need to sort shit out. I'm not naive. <laughs> um, but the club have acted really quite well recently, um, including the news yesterday about tickets, which maybe you can say a little bit more about, mate, because I'm sure obviously you know. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic news as season ticket holders like myself. So they've basically said that the remaining five home games are going to be refunded to the account and you can then use that to basically reduce your season ticket for next season. And I I've, I missed uh, about four or five games this season uh, through work. So, you know, I'm going to be looking at sort of seven, eight hundred quid off my season ticket, which when you yeah. when you factor in how much those season tickets cost, is going to be a, a fairly decent whack off it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, time, yeah. and they're really, I mean, I know you did say yesterday that you you thought, and I thought as well, that <laughs> it'd be like they were going to use it to disperse credits and you can use it in the club yeah. shop, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That, I was genuinely expecting, like, okay, everybody, we've now invented Tottenham dollars. Yeah, so you exactly, can spend them yeah. inside the stadium. Yeah, no, exactly. But I did see, I mean, I've, I've only been a season ticket holder for, God, is it, when, when did we move to Wembley? Was it three, yeah, four, three, four three years? years? Three, three years. years. So I've been a season yeah. ticket holder for three years. So yeah. I, I uh, something I didn't know, and I, and anyone that's listening who's had a season ticket for a long time would probably go oh, yeah that's that's a thing but in the email as well it said that they they will also be looking at as uh, fans uh, being able to swap their seats yeah. and, and I don't know if that means you can sit next to people you know or anything but I genuinely if I get a chance I am going to see if I can get a seat in the south because oh, I, really? I, I love where I am but yeah, but yeah I just there, there's a, always always a tinge of regret for me because when when the um, when we moved to the new stadium and the package come out, uh, you know, with with how it's going to work with getting your season ticket. And for anyone that's not a season ticket holder or hasn't listened to podcast, you, you know, when I was talking about it, we you got you got eight different levels. So the people who have been season tickets holders holders the longest got the first dibs basically on wherever they wanted to yeah. see it. And because I'd only been the season ticket holder for a short period of time, I was at level six out of the eight. So by the time it got to me, there were still seats in the south, but you were looking at. Yeah probably the closest four rows from the back yeah, so yeah, I, I remember you saying yeah are, i just are you, are you think are you thinking of moving because of those people that sit next to you remember before the show <laughs> started, you talking about that guy do, do you know you said oh if i got to listen to him go on about he started his own podcast i'm just gonna move to the other stand <laughs> you, is that is that what you're thinking of doing? <laughs> do you know what you know it's funny when you, when you pick a, when you pick a season ticket it's really difficult because you think who am i going to end up sitting next to but i yeah and I gen- I i'm not just saying this i'm genuinely not just saying this sam because yeah. i'm doing a pop but the, I couldn't have picked two nice a bunch of people either side of me, you know. know. They're exactly. they're fantastic, you know. But I just feel like. But you want to move anyway, yeah. I yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, if I, if I could, I'd ask them then come with me. Do you know what I mean? Can you come and sit with me in the uh, cell? You know. See, yeah. But I just I don't know. A, I, a fam a family migration. A family yeah. migration, yeah. But I, I, I part, see this is the thing, right? So I, I um, and I said this before, right? 
when I'm at the, when I'm at the ground, I have my moments of contemplation. When the when the game's going for a lull, my mind starts wandering, and I'm always torn between because because the with with the so when you imagine with the stadium, so um, yeah. obviously the south is the the, ma- the, the amazing sort of one tier, seventeen and a half thousand yeah. seats the stand, but. Behind, so when you go into the ground, that area behind that stadium is amazing as well. You've got like it's yeah. all opened up. You've got the glass, you know, that big glass wall behind it. Yeah, You've yeah, got the bar that. that runs the whole length of the pitch and everything. Where I am in the north, um, like the north middle, it's it's not it's good, it's decent there, but you know you you kind of like it's quite cramped. There's only one bar in the area, and it's you know I haven't got queue up for long. And what I, what I'll do is I'll kind of look at the window when I'm having a sip of my beer and have a look, just see you know see everyone coming in. But part of me thinks that is where it's at at the south. You 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 are sounding more and more like the guy sort of looking out from his house, like a little two bed cottage. Yeah, nice four bed manor. That's you know, what it feels like, Sam. Like, Oh look but, at look how they live. Look look at them. It's look, at them. Oh, always, look how long their bar is. It's, it's but you know what? I don't know if it's just. It, it put, I know this. We're not all the same. But yeah. me personally, I just the green eye monster hits me more than it should, <laughs> right? And so I, I I but then I think what I like about where I am is yeah. I hear the noise, I see the rumble, yeah, and, that, yeah. and and when you're actually inside involved in it, you don't feel it as much, do you? You know, you're kind of like, yeah. you're part of it, which is great, but you're not experiencing it like someone watching it. It's almost like, you know, when you when you watched football on television, it's completely yeah. different to being in the stadium. Well, it's like so, you, you've said to me before about how much sometimes, like if something happens, you actually almost get hit by the wall of noise. Like, and it's you almost like see a reaction, then you're like, a wave like comes down the stadium. It does. Like, wow. It really <laughs> does. It's, it's it is yeah. incredible. And when when you um when when you start hearing a a chant like you know or a song being sung, yeah. and you and you and you see it just grow like this monster in the mm. south, and then it just starts spreading to the rest of the stadium. Yeah. His head's on the back of the next time, you know. But yeah. but I, I've been I've sat in the south a few times. Uh, Probably the most notable time was when we beat Man City in the in the uh, first leg of the um, of the quarterfinal, yes, Champions League quarterfinal. Yes, I so so I was, I was I was row I think about row fifty, which sounds like Sonny scored in front of you. That's right, and also I saw the the Hugo save as well. Sergio Aguero penalty, but but that but I was about row fifty. Now you think in any normal stadium, row fifty, yeah, yeah. you're at the back. I wasn't even. Don't think I was even halfway up (laughs) that that was the thing that hit me about that stand is like you sort of felt like row 50 row 60 I still feel like I can touch the pitch I know I know I can but you still feel like you're right there it's insane it's absolutely insane and and they did a good job yeah they absolutely did and I mean look if I was if I was a rich man I would I would be uh, in the east or the west like you know because that is where you like I was I know it was a really crappy uh, game and I don't like my memories are t- obviously tarnished. But the Southampton uh, game, the FA Cup, when we got yeah, knocked, knocked yeah, out. Yeah. Now the game was crap, and it's like you know if I could erase that from memory, I wish but, I could. But the view was cracking. The, the, the view was incredible because I was in I was about four rows behind when Mourinho I, I remember, sits. I remember you telling me. My God, it, like Sam, like it's insane, right? Because you're at the same stadium that you are. That yeah. I'm at the same stadium, and. Yeah, sitting in a different seat feels like I'm at a completely different stadium. It's incredible yeah. how a view can really affect how you how you perceive the game. 
Oh, massively. My, I, I had a friend who had a season ticket at White Hart Lane, and their view was partially blocked. <laughs> oh, and so basically, what they do is they always try and like do a ticket swap. You know, if tickets are available, they do a swap because they didn't want to give out their season ticket look because then they'd be out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they were like, you know, when they got different seats for a game, it'd be like, oh, look, the corner of the pitch we never normally see. <laughs> it's like, no, nothing might happen there, but it was lovely to see there's a corner flag. Oh, look, there's people there. Hello, people. We don't normally see you. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's, that's enough of that bonkersness. But yeah, um, I, I think we've answered the, the guy. Uh, I think we've covered everything which is frightening do you, do you know um, do you know can i say before we do uh, uh finish the podcast i know yes. in previous uh podcasts especially when uh the lockdown had started and you know mm-hmm. and, and, and especially the episode when you and i both got quite angry about the way spurs mm-hmm. you know this obviously before yeah. they changed their mind and everything and we was talking about other businesses i, I know just for people who are listening and i don't know it it was just a tweet I saw, so it wasn't something that was in the news. It was just a tweet, so I don't know how yeah. how far and wide it's gone. But yeah. um, the key cutting guy is Timpsons. So yeah, the the, yeah, the yeah. guy that owns the guy that owns uh, uh, Timpsons, he he basically uh, it come out on this tweet that his staff are furloughed, but he pays they they pay the twenty percent to, yeah, to me, yeah. and it costs them half a million pounds a week. Right, yeah, these know. guys put, are paying put, this. Put, my, put me into sort of. Into yeah, no, check. of course, no, no. It wasn't to put you in check, but it was just to kind of shame the, the other companies. So, genuinely, like anyone, when anything gets back to normal, you need your key cut in. Like, go to. I'm gonna every everything that needs cut in is gonna go to Timpsons yeah. for me. You know. Yeah, definitely. Just, yeah. And that's good. And that's a good news. And that's a good news one. I know it's not Spurs related, but I got no, so angry about it's companies nice. that treated uh, their staff badly. And like yourself, there's other good guys out there. Oh no! Don't class me as a good guy. You're a good I'm guy, still mate. Struggling you're, but mate, but you're a good guy. You're a good guy. <laughs> uh, but mate, thank you for joining me. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we know things are still really upside down and crazy, so please do continue to stay safe, make smart decisions. Um, yeah, the advice is changing all the time from that, but make decisions based on how you feel. Um, and why you feel safe. That's my advice, anyway. Um, oh, as Boris, Boris Johnson says, common sense. He does say common sense, doesn't he? And then he's got that look of a man that has no common sense. I, he got I mean, himself. I, I, you know, it's like one of those things. I, I, he's, a, he's obviously an intelligent guy, but he has that look constantly of someone who's just been woken up. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, his hair doesn't help, does it? I you mean, know, he's... like when you just wake someone up and they've got like, oh, what's going on? You ask them a question and they go, oh, um, uh, well, and it could be like the simplest question in the world and they will stumble because they've just woken up. That's how he comes across to me. And I know he's a smart guy because I've seen him lecture and stuff like that. So, But he always has that kind of like, someone could say to him, uh, Boris, um, we've lifted some lockdown restrictions. How do you feel this going? And he won't go, well, I think. He'll go, oh, uh, ooh, oh, well, yeah. Uh, ooh, um, yeah, anyway, but that's just my little bit of stupidity to end the podcast. Uh, mate, thanks for joining me. It was always fun. Um, like I said, everyone, stay safe, take care, and we'll be back next week. Yeah, take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. Be sure to join over 50,000 other Spurs fans on our Facebook page at Spurs News. Until next time, come on, you Spurs! And remember to dare 
is to do.